Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope wherever you're listening, you are blessed by this week's message. the Lord. God is good. Thank you for that warm welcome. You may be seated. I'm excited to be with you today. We have some good things in store for you today. Uh, I'm feeling very stirred. I'm going to come down again as I did last week. I want to be a little closer to you today. (laughs) Smell your breath, you know. (laughs) Smell mine. But um, I felt led to have this uh, day designated as a day where we minister healing, uh, the healing power of God. You know, when I was a kid, I would say three years old, the very first act of God's power that I recall seeing was the healing power of God. It was something that gripped me. I never forgot where I was and what the circumstances were. And it just, it excited me. And it, it kind of was my introduction to the supernatural. I began to realize that this world that we live in is greater than what I can see and feel with the natural. And, you know, God is actually real and he does miraculous things. So that was my first interaction. Uh, I saw someone with crutches get healed. I saw someone um, with a deaf ear um, have their ears open. And I've seen many, and I've, and I've participated in many ever since. And so healing became a very um, personal thing for me, not only for that reason, but for this reason as well. When I was a kid, I was a very sickly kid. I was very sickly. I, was, I, had, I suffered with asthma. Asthma was a thing that just gripped me. I couldn't shake it. I was a young boy. Oftentimes, my parents would have to take me to the hospital, um, and I'd get treated, and I'd get released. Uh, and I just had very bad asthma. And I would say from the age of, I'm going to say from five to say seven, it's five to eight, nine, around that, around that, five to ten. Let's say five to ten. Right after that, I kind of grew out of it. And uh, from, say, 11 on, I was good. And then I would say around the age of 22, 23, it started to resurface in my life. And it was a thing. And I was like, what is this? You know, for a good 10 solid years, I had no problems with asthma, and then all of a sudden it, it began to flare up. And then I, you know, was aggressive with my faith and, you know, did the things that I knew to do in the natural. And, um, and then it's been many, many years since then that I've never suffered with that again. Um, but I've noticed in my life all throughout that sickness was something that I would have to always guard against and really fill my heart with God's word concerning, because I saw throughout Scripture how you'll see quite often people are always attacked in two ways, their health and their wealth. Those are the two things that you'll see throughout the Bible, how people were attacked, their health and their wealth. And that's one major entry point that you will have to guard against, your health and your wealth, you know? And so it's the heart of God to see people well. I want you to know if you're in this place and you've been suffering with something there's no judgment. It's not a knock on your faith. You know, I, I just feel stirred to share with you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that no matter what it is that you have dealt with, are dealing with, or afraid of, Jesus is here to meet that need. Amen. I can go on and on about other things that have challenged me, 
Uh, but what I can say is, as I engaged God with his word and I began to truly rest my faith in his word, I've seen major breakthrough. And I see the same for you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to start off by um, putting up a question. Why some people do not see breakthrough when it comes to healing? Right? Why is it that some people do not see it? And the, question, the, the answer is very simple. They judge themselves wrongly. Somebody say wrongly. They judge themselves wrongly after not seeing the manifestation they wanted to see the first time. So let me be very clear. Sometimes people come for healing and, and they believe and they, okay, God's going to do it. And then for whatever reason, it didn't manifest the way they thought it would or it resurfaced or something happened. And then they're like, oh, well, something must be wrong with me or something must be wrong with my faith or something is not right. And here's some of the things that they ask themselves. Maybe I didn't have enough faith. See, that's a wrong judgment on you. And that's one of the things that I want to just dismantle right now. I don't want you to come into this place where you feel like, man, I have to have a certain amount of faith. I have to have great faith. Is faith necessary? Yes. You can't have a heart where you just don't believe anything. But don't put yourself under pressure that you have to, like God is like, oh, okay, you're at level six. When you get to level eight, that's when it comes. No, no, God is not saying that. No. In fact, Jesus said he kind of put the bar very low. He says, if you have faith, there's a mustard seed. In other words, don't get into this mindset that it's this immeasurable, great, supernatural faith you have to have. No, you don't need that. You just need to understand that God loves you and he wants to see you well. Can we believe that? Yeah, so sometimes they judge themselves wrongly about not having enough faith. Let me tell you right now, I sense it right now, you have faith to receive in Jesus' name. Two, maybe God wants me to suffer with this a little longer to build my character up, right? Sometimes when people go through things, that's a question. Maybe, this, maybe God wants me to suffer with this to build my character up, to strengthen me, to make me a stronger person. If I don't have this battle, then, you know, it's going to weaken me as a Christian. So I have to kind of, you know, build up my, my strength in this area. No, God doesn't want to build you up through sickness and disease. That's not how he builds you up. I love to give this example because it's so true. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? You know what Jesus was saying? God is a better parent than you are. Simple, right? No matter if, how many parents we have in the house, all right? Now, you love your kids, right? All right, cool. You think you really love your kids, right? You know what Jesus said? He said, listen, the kind of love I have for you makes your love look evil towards your children. Really, like, like you can't outdo my love. Though I only give you a portion of my love because you can't contain the kind of love I have. I have immeasurable love. You have to grow in love. I am love. Right? So God is saying, look, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will I? And here's a question you have to ask yourself. As a parent, would you inflict and infect your kids with a disease to build them up? 
you know what, you didn't get a good grade today, so I'm going to give you this flu to teach you how to, you know, think about that, right? But this is how people judge God. They say, this is what God is doing to build me up. And the reason why they come to that conclusion is because sometimes when we go through hardship, it is true that we get a little tougher. We get a little, you know, we, we get a little resilient. We, we pray a little bit more. We pray a little harder, right? That is true. That happens. But that's not because God wants it to be that way. That's just the way we respond to adversity. The better way is to just simply believe that God wants to heal me and he wants me well. All right? Here's another one. Oh, this is a big one. Maybe I need to pray more. Maybe I need to pray more. You know, this has been in my life, in my family. You know, I haven't been praying as much. I haven't been as faithful. I haven't been as consistent. I haven't been, you know, I haven't really been praying as hard as I could be. See how judgment comes? You start to judge yourself. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not praying right. You know, I'm not praying enough. And so what happens? Subtly, you count yourself as undeserving of God's breakthrough of healing. You begin to see it as, yeah, if I just pray, if I do this, and, and here's why. Because sometimes we hear testimonies of people who've prayed, who fasted, and they see breakthrough. And that is a real thing. But don't think that prayer qualifies you. It doesn't. Jesus already qualified you with his blood. Amen? Prayer sometimes builds you up in faith. It, 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 put, it gets you locked in on something. So prayer can position you for something. Don't get me wrong, but prayer doesn't qualify you. Jesus qualifies you. Here's another one. Maybe God is angry with me. You know, I wasn't the best Christian. I, I, I did some things wrong. You know, may, maybe, you know, He's judging me. He's angry at me because, you know, I haven't changed this yet. I haven't done this yet. I'm, I'm still, you know, working through this. I'm working through that. Listen, I want to be very, very clear. If God is dealing with you about something, definitely yield to that and submit your will to his will. So I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like it doesn't matter. Just, you, you, no, it matters to God. But be very clear. God is not refusing to heal you because he's angry with you. No, no, no. Many times, it's our own judgment of ourselves because we have not aligned our hearts to what God is saying to us that causes us to walk with a sense of condemnation. How do I get rid of that? Just do the will of God and get rid of the condemnation. Just get, just get rid of the condemnation. Just say, you know what? If this is what God is requiring of me, I know that I know. I, that I'm not talking about praying more and having more faith and something that is inexhaustible. I'm talking about something direct. Like God said, go left and you're going right. I'm talking about like a Jonah. How, Jonah's, how God said, hey, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. He says, no, I'm going to Tarshish. I'm going the exact opposite. All right? Those are the kinds of things. I want to be very clear. Those are the kinds of things that, yes, will invite judgment in your life because you are willfully pivoting your heart against the will of God. I find most people that have a sincerity towards the Lord don't have that. I'm not saying no one does, and I'm not saying no one ever goes through that, but most people, they just struggle with spiritual discipline. They just struggle with, I'm not praying enough, I'm not in my word as much, 
sometimes I cuss a few people out, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like one of those things that like, I know I could do better. I know I could be better at this and I want to be, but it's not that my heart is against the will of God for my life. Some people are, some people, God is like, look, I want you to forgive this person. And in your own will, you say hell to the no, I am not forgiving that person. That, that is the kind of thing that will invite judgment because you're lifting up your will against the will of God. There's a difference between your will being lifted against the will of God and the weakness of your flesh that you just have to learn how to submit it to the will of God. So I want you to understand, for, 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 and, and if this is you, because it, it could be. We all can get to that place where we harden ourselves against the will of God. And we're like, I don't care. Yeah, I know what the Bible says. I just don't care. You, you ever had to fight those feelings off? <laughs> Come on now, be honest. I know some of us, we've been like, yo, I know what Bible, but I just don't care. <laughs> right? That's the place you got to guard yourself. I've been at that moment. Lord, I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, let's humble ourselves when it comes to that. But I, wanna let you, I want you to let you know. Grace and healing is available to you today, and you're going to receive in Jesus' name. I want to share with you about how healing is available to you. I want to get those things out the way because I want you to just, as you hear the word, I don't want you to be judging yourself. Oh, it's because I didn't go to church for two weeks, or I didn't pray, or I haven't been paying my tithes, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm not this and I'm not that. No, get all of that out the way. That is not the spirit of grace. You are qualified to receive healing, and you will receive healing today in Jesus' name. Let's put this confession on the screen. I want us to read this together. Um, one, two. It starts with past sicknesses. <laughs> three. Let's read that together. One, two, three. Come on, that's awesome. Past sicknesses, recurring diseases, and past attempts to receive divine healing does not exclude me from receiving now. So you might say, oh, I prayed already about that, and it didn't happen, so let me just, no, it doesn't exclude you from receiving now. Glory to God. God's power is always flowing. Yeah, and it's flowing to you right now, and you're going to receive. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. I know you do. Let's go on. I want to share with you about the healing power of God and how it's available to you. Psalm 103, this is one of my favorite scriptures concerning healing. 103 verses 1 to 3, it reads, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and what? Forget not all his benefits. And the writer is about to list some of those benefits. The, the first foremost benefit that we should never forget, because this is where everything flows from, is this benefit. Verse 3, who does what? That's the first benefit he says don't ever forget. Oh, and that's where we miss it sometimes. We forget that we've been forgiven. Just don't forget this. Bless my soul, but bless the Lord on my soul. Don't forget his benefits. 
Don't forget it. Don't forget the fact that you have been forgiven. Praise the Lord. If you don't forget that, if that's a revelation that you walk in, I'm forgiven today. I'm forgiven today. The Lord has, and, and he had to forgive me for a lot of things, and he has forgiven me. He is holding nothing against me. He's not angry with me. He's not punishing me. He's not at odds with me. Oh, he forgives me. Oh, come on. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Don't let your soul forget that. It says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. That means your mind, your will, your emotions. Let it be something that is so deep in your soul that you cannot shake it. I am forgiven. Let's say that loud. Yeah, that's the first benefit. I am forgiven. And what's the next benefit? Who heals all your diseases? How many diseases? All. All. All, all your diseases. It flows from the point of forgiveness. Forgiveness has been released. Healing can now flow. This is why in the ministry of Jesus, you'll see that many times when people were to receive healing, Jesus would first pronounce over to them, your sins are forgiven. Before he would minister healing, he would say, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. One time people said, well, who can forgive but God? Who are you to be forgiven, people? And Jesus said, listen, I want to prove to you that I have the power to forgive. And what did he do? He pointed to the man that was paralyzed, and he said, take up your bed and walk. And he did exactly that, and everybody was like, oh, my God, I guess he can forgive. Why? They understood that sins were the thing that kept you from receiving from God. So Jesus demonstrated, I can forgive, and I'm going to show you I can forgive. Rise up and walk. The man rose up and walked. People were amazed. Why? Because healing flows from the point of you being forgiven. Don't forget that. You're forgiven, and he heals all your diseases. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Nothing is incurable to God. Somebody say nothing. nothing. Nothing is incurable to God. I have a habit, and I hope you would take this habit. If I'm seeing a doctor or I'm in a conversation with someone or just, you know, what have you, and they'll make a reference to, oh, yeah, because this is in your family, and oh, this is, this is what you're going to have. And I make a habit to say, I don't receive that. Yeah. Now, let me be fair warning. It will make you look crazy sometimes. It will make you look like you are in la-la land, and you're just one of those spiritual cuckoos who is not in touch with reality. It will. I'm just, I'm, I want to prepare you for that. People will look at you like, oh, you're one of those. Okay, just pray it away, right? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're going to get that. But I'm personally sensitive to embracing things that people project on me. So people say, oh, yeah, your mom had diabetes. You're going to have diabetes also. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, oh, oh, yeah, this, this runs in your family. Well, it's going to run right past me. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not going to stick to me. Yeah, yeah. Because the minute you say, yeah, the minute you say, yeah, you're inviting something to be your reality. No, this is not going to be. And the one reason why you'll see throughout Scripture how Jesus healed people who had diseases and issues for many, many, many years. And the Bible goes through painstaking effort to give you the number of years. 
38 years, 40 years, 12 years. You hear all these years. It's to give you the picture that, listen, you may have suffered for a while. It may have been a long time, but it's not incurable to God. Today is your day of breakthrough. So nothing is incurable to God. Matthew 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all. Somebody say what? All? He healed all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. So Jesus didn't just cherry pick. Oh, you know what? I have an anointing for this. So I'll just minister to this issue. Or I have an anointing just for these kind of things. No, all kinds. It doesn't make a difference what it is. It could be a blood condition, a skin condition. It could be a ligament, a bone condition. It could be anything. It doesn't make a difference. He went about healing all. Yeah, thank you, Father. The effects of unrelenting emotional pain and trauma. Let me share with you a little bit about that. Because he didn't only just heal physical things, he also dealt with trauma and he dealt with emotional pain. The Bible says that he is the one who heals the brokenhearted. And this is where I want to stay with because I felt the Lord gave me this really, we're going to minister to all kinds of diseases today, but I felt the Lord wants to really touch on this. I want you to pay careful attention to this. How many know that there's a lot of people who suffer from physical conditions but it was born out of an emotional condition. So you realize that some of the sicknesses that you deal with and the effects that you're, that you're, that you're seeing in your body is born out of trauma and unrelenting emotional pain? Jesus came to deal with that as well. And sometimes things resurface. There's a lot of things that are stress-induced. Some of you, you're experiencing issues in your physical body, and you don't realize it's due to stress. It's due to you worrying. It's due to you being afraid. It's, and, and you're afraid because of something that has happened in the past. You think it'll reoccur. You think it'll be always in your family. You're thinking about it, and it's causing trauma in your soul. And it leads to a physical problem. Jesus came to heal that in the name of the Lord. So we're going to speak to trauma today. We're going to declare that you're going to walk trauma-free. Now, listen, you've heard me say this before, so I'm going to be very clear because I just want to make sure everyone's clear what we're doing here. I don't dismiss the, the, the medical aspect of healing. I don't dismiss the counseling aspect of healing. I don't dismiss any of that. Okay, you've heard me say this before, so we embrace all of those things. But I certainly do not dismiss the supernatural aspect either. Amen. And so we're going to incorporate and we're going to release the most powerful form of healing, and that is the healing that is found in the name of Jesus. I believe in that. Anybody with me on that? That there's some things that you can receive healing supernaturally for. Glory to God. Proverbs 17, verse 22 says, A merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. Think about that. A merry heart. Is it possible that your bones are dry? You know, when your bones are dry, when you have a condition of the bones, it affects the marrow. 
It affects the life and the, and the life that your blood is pumping to all your organs. People who have dry bones, in a sense, it speaks of just something internally that is not flowing. You're, 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 you're not enjoying the, the fullness that your body has to offer you. Something is dried up. Is it possible that that is causing you to experience just all kinds of challenges in your physical body? We cancel that in the name of Jesus. You're going to receive healing in your soul so that you can be merry, so that you can be whole, so that you can walk in the fullness of health. Yeah. Glory to God. Look, I, I read this before. I quoted this before. Luke 4, 18. This is what Jesus said. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To heal what? Yeah, he's come to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And so if you have trauma today, I don't care if it's born out of abuse, I don't care if it's born out of poverty, I don't care if it's born out of just being violated in some kind of way, this will end and it will end today in the name of Jesus. Healing is flowing to you right now. Amen. And it is reversing the images. It is reversing your tendencies, your, your desires, your fears. Everything that needs to be reversed is being reversed. Yeah, I receive that in the name of Jesus. No one is out of God's reach. So we saw that there is nothing incurable. Let me say this. No one is out of God's reach. Matthew 4, 24. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all. They brought to him who? All. all. Think about that. That means Jesus didn't filter out. Well, okay, wait a minute. I can only minister to a few people here. Uh, let's see. Uh, are you, have you been in the synagogue, you know, faithfully? Have you done this? No, they brought all, all. It didn't matter. Children, women, men. You'll see throughout his ministry, he ministered to people who weren't even, quote, unquote, supposed to receive. Yeah, people who were considered outcasts, people who were considered disqualified, people who were considered, uh, you know, you don't want to be talking to this person. No, he ministered to all. All, and that's the heart of the Lord. His heart is for all to receive. So it says that they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them. Thank you, Father. Matthew 8, verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. With a what? And I want to just pivot a little bit here because some of you, you want to minister healing. I want to let you know this is how you do it. It's a word. It's a word. You'll see that Jesus did very little praying when he ministered to the sick. He didn't pray about the situation. He spoke a word to the situation. Come on. And that's what we want to do. We're speaking a word to it. And it's, I'm not saying it's wrong to pray. You know, sometimes it's okay. I'm not, you know, just don't, don't go to the extreme with it. But I want to I focus your heart on something bigger. 
Because a lot of times people pray, and it's because their mindset is to try to get God to do something. God, God, do something. God, look at the situation. Lord, God, consider this. God, do this. Lord, Lord, have compassion. And it's a lot of praying for the individual. But you'll see, Jesus didn't pray to the Father for the sick. He commanded the sickness to go. There are times to pray, so just be clear about that. But when you are ministering to people who need healing, as we're going to do today, we're going to speak to the condition. Amen? I'm not speaking to God. He's good. I'm speaking to the condition. And you can do that when you know your authority. I'm a child of God. I'm blood-bought. I'm forgiven. I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. I'm not going to forget his benefits. And I'm going to also release it to others in the name of the Lord. So at work, at school, at home, it doesn't make a difference. On your, to, even to your own body, you speak to the condition. You are a violation in this temple. You do not belong here. And I command you now, go in Jesus' name. Amen. That pain comes back a little later. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You're a lie. I don't believe that symptom. You cannot, you cannot take residence here. Go in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Because you're taking authority. You're saying, I'm qualified. Amen. And I belong here. How many here have a job? Right? All right. Cool. We have a lot of working people here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, how many, how many are going to go to work tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got... Good people going to work tomorrow. Now, when you go to work tomorrow, are you going to ask to be let in the building? Are you going to say, well, you know what? Can I come and work today? Because, you know, no. You walk in because you know I have a right. I have a right to be here. Right? You're going to go home. You're going to go. Maybe you have a key. Maybe you don't. Whatever. But wherever you live, You're going to be like, I belong here. Right? You're not walking in like, well, can I be here or not? I belong here. That's the kind of authority that the Lord wants you to walk in when it comes to exercising authority over sickness and disease. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. And I told you this month of March will be a month where I'm going to stretch you. I'm going to talk to you about these things because I want you not only to receive as you will, but I also want you to release to those who are sick, those who are not well in their bodies. I want you to believe God for them and see them in health and healing and wholeness in the name of the Lord. This is your portion. Can you believe? Can, can, you, can you receive that? Matthew 8. We read this already. So Jesus not only heals, he empowers us to heal in his name. Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Notice, he gave his disciples power. How many are disciples of Jesus? Now, some people say, and I don't, I don't think we, we believe this here, but just, just, just for understanding, some people say, well, that was when Jesus was on the earth, you know, and that was his disciples, you know, and so he's no longer on the earth, and his disciples are no longer here. Well, what do you think happened to the demons? You think the demons are no longer here? When Jesus cast out a spirit, they didn't go to hell. 
No, I know we like to say, oh, go back to the hell, to the pit that you came from. No, they're, they're still here. They, they, they may be out of that person's body, out of that situation, but there's a, there's a time in eternity where spirits will be cast into the eternity or the, the eternal lake of fire. There, there, is, there is a place for that, right? That's not now. So what I want you to understand is that when a spirit, even in the day of Jesus, when Jesus was casting out, when you read Matthew and you see that he casted out spirits, where do you think they went? You think they're no longer on the earth? So think about it. If they're here, does it make sense that Jesus will go to heaven, his disciples will go to heaven, all the power will go to heaven, but we're just going to leave the demons here. And, and you guys, you just got to deal with that. That don't make any sense. And the reason why I'm saying this is because sometimes, sometimes people say, well, you know what? That was when Jesus was alive. That was when his disciples were alive. Well, the demons are still alive. They're still here, right? And people do, people are often afflicted many times by a spirit. doesn't mean you're a spirit possessed, but many times there is a spirit that is at work inflicting a spirit. It's called, inflicting a disease. It's called the spirit of infirmity. Something that just constantly keeps coming, keeps coming out of rent. Just, you don't know why. Sometimes it's an attack, and we have to stand with a word and say, you are a violator of this body, and I'm casting you out now. You have no room, no place, no right. You have no access to me in the name of the Lord. Glory to God. I'm just, listen, I'm, a, I'm very passionate about this because I want to see many people, I want to see many of us live long and strong and live healthy. Do you want that? Yes. Should we eat right? Absolutely. Should we exercise? Absolutely. There are a lot of natural things we can do and we should do, right? I'm not qualified to speak to you about your diet. Trust me, I'm not. But I'm qualified to tell you, <laughs> Jesus is a healer, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll refer you to a dietitian, a nutritionist. I'll say, hey, go do that. I've done it before, you know? So that's all good. It's all good. But I'm also going to tell you that there is a supernatural aspect to it. Amen. I'm excited about this. John 14, 12 to 14 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. How many people believe in Jesus? He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. The works that I do, he will do, she will do also. You will do also. What did Jesus do? He healed. That's what he did. He spoke a word. He says, you will do it also. You believe in me? You believe that I did what I did? You, you, you know my power? Well, if you believe in me, you will do it also. Glory to God. The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Greater meaning more in quantity because I'm here just for, his ministry was three and a half years. Jesus started his ministry at the age of 30, all right? He was done by 33. So when he says greater, he wasn't saying greater in terms of, oh, you're going to do better things. No, he was just saying, you're going to have a lot more time. There's going to be a lot more people. It's going to be a lot more works you're going to do. I'm here to give you a little sample, show you what, what you're going to do. Greater works will you do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, this is beautiful, I will do. So here's a little thing I want you to understand about healing. Anytime you're ministering healing, it's actually Jesus doing the healing, and he's doing it through you. He says, anything you ask in my name, that word ask is a strong word. It means to demand. It's not like, oh, can I have please? It's no, this is what I'm demanding. 
He says, anything you demand in my name, anything that you command in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, just be clear, because I'm a teacher, so I like to make people understand certain things. Two chapters later, he talks about if you ask the Father, he will do it, right, in his name. And over here, Jesus says, I will do it. Jesus is talking about works, works like healing, miracles, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, casting out spirits. These are things that Jesus does, right? But when you ask the Father for, say, uh, you know, a car, you know, a house or whatever, right? Jesus says, he will do it in my name, right? So when you're talking about works, it's Jesus doing it. Okay, so just be very clear about that. So when we minister healing, Jesus is actually healing. He's the one doing the work. How to minister healing. I want to just teach you a little bit about that, and then I'm going to minister healing to those who need it, and we're going to rejoice and see miraculous things in our midst. Do you believe that? One, go in his name. It's his name that's on the line, not yours. Yeah, that's a tough thing to say, but he can handle it. Don't put the pressure on you. Ah, you know, what if, what if I pray it doesn't work? It's his name. And he's good, trust me, he can handle that. But a lot of times we, we're afraid because, well, what if, what, what, if, what, what if this, what if this? It's not, you're not doing it in your name. So I am not the healer. And when you minister to people, I'm not the healer, but Jesus is. I'm just a vessel. I'm just someone he's using, and I'm going to minister to you, and I'm going to believe that his power is going to flow into your body, and you're going to experience a change. You're going to experience healing. Go in his name. Second, <laughs> speak to the condition, as I said already, with authority. Somebody say authority. authority. Say it loud, authority. authority. Speak to the condition with authority. I believe that as we do this, not only will we walk in perfect health, I believe that we will be used by, other, we will be used by God to minister to others. Thank you, Father. I sense a healing anointing present right now. Who came expecting? Yeah, I came expecting. I came expecting to see and to, to just to see miraculous things happen in people's lives. Thank you, Father. Let's just lift up the name of Jesus for a little bit. That's a sure way of seeing the anointing flow, is just lifting up his name. All of this is possible because of Jesus. Let's just say his name, that wonderful name of Jesus. The healer, the forgiver, the restorer, the redeemer. Oh, our Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we bless you. It is your name that we exalt. It is your name that we lift up. It is your name. The name that is above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Who's glad for the name of Jesus? Come on, let's lift up our hands just a little longer. Let's not get tired and worship him because he has done all these things for us. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for the anointing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you that you're present here. Jesus, we worship you.
Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we honor you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we declare right now that this is an atmosphere where you have complete control, complete, complete, Lord God, autonomy. Do as you wish. We declare that we are under the presence of the Lord and everything that is not in line with your will is now dismissed from our bodies in Jesus' name. I want to speak over trauma. I want to start there. I feel the Lord wants me to just minister over just your soul has been in constant trauma. You've not walked in complete freedom. I just feel that there's a breakthrough here right now where, you know, you've heard about freedom before and you, you, you've seen what, what it looks like. You've had, you know, glimpse, you've tasted it, but the Lord wants to push you into complete, complete freedom. No more trauma, no more trauma in your soul, no more remembering the pain of the past, no more being plagued by that. That's, that's your portion right now. I, I just release right now healing for those who have dealt with trauma and are dealing with it, those who are afflicted in their soul, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you're going to receive right now. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our website at www.nylifechurch.com and click on the gift tab. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Go and live a purpose-driven life.